0: David's Daily Digital dollop. Dollop 304. We're back on a walk in Sheffield, as you can hear, the leaves have fallen. It's proper autumnal now. (laughs) Proper autumnal, like, you know what I mean? Proper autumnal. Totally autumnal like this, you know what I mean? Well autumnal, you know what I'm saying? It's totes autumnal. (laughs) Anyway, an update, by the way, which I just received earlier today from our next door neighbour Laura who said that she may not be moving after all she said things have happened to change her mind and that she may not be moving she said it was because she realised it would probably be less expensive to just build an extension on the house rather than paying all the solicitor's fees and having all the upheaval of moving but I don't think it was that at all I think what really changed her mind was the mass petition that was delivered to her door from dollop listeners who weren't really bothered as she went but called for Nigel to stay there was a lawyer who got involved in the petition as well and said that he managed to find some kind of loophole in the law that said that Nigel the cat was technically David's Daily Digital Dollop property intellectual property of David's Daily Digital Dollop and I think that spooked her talking of being spooked it is of course that time of the year oh yes oh I'm feeling a bit tired and I'm feeling a bit run down but even then I've still managed to come up with an incredible link there. But talking of being spooked, it is, of course, that time of year. Tomorrow's dollop, I will be regaling you with a... It's a true story with a spooky element to it. But that's tomorrow's dollop. Right now, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with one of our dollop regulars. This is a comment from Fiona, who commented on my lip-biting dollop, which garnered quite a lot of interest. But Fiona wrote the following. Well, I bit my lip. My goodness, what? It's one o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Why would anyone be doing fireworks at one o'clock in the afternoon? Surely the idea of a firework is that you can see them. Unless it's a I don't know, like a blind person's firework party maybe. Maybe the local blind organization of oh, put on a firework display for the old deers, the old blind deers. By which I mean sort people call old people. That's not some weird charity. Old blind deers, stags and doors with bad eyesight. Although if you wanted to apply the taxi driver's logic to that, you could just call the charity No Ideas. Ha ha ha. Anyway, bit of a cliffhanger there, built a bit of tension. We all want to hear when Fiona last bit her lip, don't we? And um, that firework going off there and that distraction. That is a little bit of extra drama there, a bit of a cliffhanger. You're thinking, oh bloody hell, David, tell us, when did Fiona last bite her lip? Fiona says, well... I last bit my lip the Wednesday before last. I always bite my lip, cheek or tongue, then bite that same bit later on that day or in the next couple of days. So she's getting involved there, like many people have done, she's getting involved in the lip-biting research study. Put that into my database. I'll get in touch with Michael Wackington, the CEO of our research institute. But then Fiona changes tack in her comment. She says, now... Can we go back to stories about trains and taxis, please? They are far more entertaining because they involve interactions with others and you're a of those interactions. The trouble is, Fiona, you're working with a pioneer here. Sometimes I'll be talking about something that happened in a train or a taxi. Other times I'll be talking about what noise a pig makes. Other times I'll be talking about me biting my lip. There's just no knowing. There's just no knowing the way the dollops are going to go. You cannot second guess the mind of a genius, Fiona. That's the problem. And just to add further insult to injury, Fiona, I was actually on a train when I was writing the dollop about me biting my lip, but nothing happened. I've managed, I knew I'd gone off in the wrong direction. I knew I'd gone the wrong way. You see, Fiona, there's just no way of knowing the way the dollops are going to go. That's my point. Now you may think, you think, oh, we know where this is going. David's put a bit of reverb on his voices. He's, he's going to do a horn to dollop, you know. Ooh, I didn't know I'd, I i do recognise this bit. What could this possibly be? But no, I'm not making it up. I have, I don't know how I've done it, because the journey is meant to be straight. i meant to just walk in a straight line, but I've somehow, well, we're on a bit of an adventure now, because I've no idea where I am. Okay, we've walked through the other side absolutely no idea where we are. I don't know how I did it. Anyway, but nothing happened, Fiona, while I was on that train. And things can't happen all the time. You've got to think, I do this every single day, Fiona. There can't be an interaction with, a weird interaction with a taxi driver or or someone on a train every single day. People wouldn't believe me. The stories would lack realism. Oh, it's quite spooky, isn't it? Oh, can you hear that? The sound? Is she of this world? My goodness, <coughs> is she of this world? It is rather. not so spooky. I was going to say it is a rather spooky atmosphere actually here because we're walking through a lot of trees as well so it's gone really dark and I can hear the sound of a crow screeching and a menacing weird alarm going and the sound of the door and then the sound of an old coughing woman but then I just heard a Yorkshire workman. It's like oh well there's nobody in here I'm trying to get to work. She isn't so isn't so spooky. Kind of ruins the the atmosphere a bit there. I think I'll have another cup of tea and then we'll get back to work. I like the way that Fiona almost reprimands me for talking about biting my lip rather than telling an anecdote about when I was on a train or in a taxi. But then she can't resist joining in. So don't pretend you're not enjoying it, Fiona. We all know the truth. Or maybe she was deliberately trying to sabotage the research because she did say I always bite my lip and then I bite it again later that day or a few days later. And that does not correlate with my findings so far. So maybe she's trying to thwart the research by making a fraudulent statement in the hope that I will give up and move on to talking about when I was in a taxi or on a train. Well, I'm not falling for your evil plan, Fiona. I'm gonna discount what you said there. I'm gonna class it as invalid evidence. Weird. I've just checked where I am. Don't have a clue I got here. It says Limestone Cottage turns on to Hag Hill. It does sound quite spooky, doesn't it? Honestly, i am got jogging. That route is just straight. All I have to do, it's here, he's not whistling at me. All I have to do is just walk straight. Turn right slightly and it becomes Hag Hill. My goodness, is this more like it, Fiona? Who knows, Fiona, we might even meet the ghost of a taxi driver, who we can interact with. Anyway, i better go and try and find myself back home, and I'll hopefully be back tomorrow, providing I'm not lost on Haunted Hag's Hill. But now, I must leave you! (laughs) Leave you! Because I'm walking through the leaves. At least we've got one hilarious joke in today's dollop, eh? David's Daily Digital Dollop. Ah, 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 ah. It's Halloween, so I'm, in case you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm just Halloweening it up a little bit. I know I've sort of ruined the mood now, haven't I? But I just didn't want you to think I was, you know, I thought, what? he's got a bit weird, what's he doing? But I've sort of ruined the spooky mood. We'll start that again, OK? <clears throat> Daily digital dollop. <laughs> The atmosphere there a rather spooky atmosphere has been created for david's daily digital dollop dollop 305 the halloween special i've about this before. It was on the Youngin's Podcast, the first lot of podcasts that we did in 2006, um, which are sort of out there on the internet, but I certainly wouldn't advise you to uh, listen to them. Although, I would advise you to listen to the Youngin's Podcast Out With The Old, in which we took the best bits of those podcasts that we did between 2006 and 2008. So I would recommend listening to that. You can find that on the Youngin's Podcast page or you can type in Youngin's Podcast Out With The Old. You can hear the uh, the Youngins from 2006 to 2008 when we did the podcasts. And I think this was one of the clips that was on there. I'm going to play this clip. It's me having a chat with Michael from the young'uns and it's about a rather unusual phenomena and then once i play played the clip I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you involved because I want to know your opinion on this. But before we do that here is a clip from 2006 as I chat to Michael about a rather unusual finding. But uh, I've received a message um, from the unknown ladies and gentlemen and uh, the lady in question now Michael you haven't heard this yet uh, I've, I've told you about it but you've not heard it. Now I'd like to uh, firstly tell you back in time to about two years ago and i had something uh, like a digital recorder and and what what happens is i used to record my notes for essays on so when i had an idea i just thought okay i'll I'll speak then to the digital recorder i was leaving these notes and then i thought nothing more of it and uh, i found it a year and a half later when i was just going through my digital recorder to delete certain tracks i came across my recording and i was just listening and thought, yeah i can delete that and then all of a sudden i heard this woman's voice this scottish woman's voice and i thought what is this you know I, so i listened to it back thinking i would just missed i'd misheard and it wasn't no there it was and there was no one around me when i was recording i remember when i was recording it There was no one around me and it doesn't even sound at a distance there was no one in my room or anything that's unbelievable and they can hear this woman's voice it almost sounds like it's inside the machine we did a bit of research as well and we found out this was known as evp electronic voice phenomena ladies and gentlemen If you're in a room by yourself now, you may wish to open a door, switch on a light, hug a loved one. (laughs) Unless, of course, your loved one is a pet hedgehog. It's probably not a good idea. (laughs) Let's listen first to this message that I received a year and a half ago. And then you can hear the new one, the one that I received on no other than Halloween. Let's hear this Scottish woman. So you'll hear me giving a few essay notes and then you'll hear this Scottish woman. Here we go. Listen to this. Is the authenticity to with origin, or is that the originality? I've got so there she is, and um, I'll just tell you though that common theory on such things is uh, it's either the mind communicating, so someone's mind is leaking sound, or it's uh, noise, just sort of pure noise. I suppose that's a scientific uh, theory would be that it's just noise from uh, you know the sound from r- radios, walkie-talkies, etc. And the other theory is it's the dead communicating. So. um... I- I- I don't know, maybe you'll have your own theory on this. Maybe you can even interpret what, the, what it's saying. I've got it. But now let's go over to our message recorded on, 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 from hospital radio, this was actually, on the hospital radio show. It's very interesting. You can hear me talking, and then you can hear this voice creeping in the background. So let's, let's hear that one now. If you listened four hours ago, you'd be well aware of what we're talking about. <laughs> oh. Oh. Very sinister, that one. I think the other one was a little bit more inquisitive. I'll play it again. The sinister laugh as well is quite. You listened four hours ago. You'd be well aware of what we're talking about. Oh. Huh? Now, I'm quite willing to get your interpreter. Can you can you make any of that out, Michael? What it's saying? Oh, there? You listened yeah. four hours ago. You'd be well aware of what we're talking about. Okay, so that was a clip from 2006 from a young'un's podcast. Now, I couldn't easily find the original recordings of those voices because it'd be interesting to hear a bit more of the before and after to see if there's any context that can be gleaned from this. But. I want to explain something that I didn't really explain on the podcast. And that is that we couldn't hear these voices at the time. I don't think any of us were aware of the voice. There's a weird bit where um, one of the people who's talking goes, oh, but I think that's just a coincidence. He's not responding to that weird voice because no one mentions the weird voice afterwards. It was only when I was listening to it back that I realised that the voice was on it. And when I heard it, I was like, what the bloody hell's that? What the, you know, where the hell's that voice come from? I listened to it over and over again and it was massively freaky because we didn't hear that voice in the studio. The first one, I think that actually could be me putting on a weird voice. I've got it. You know, I'm not sure whether that is some weird phenomena or not. I mean, it might be, but it's the second one that's unusual. So, I mean, it could be radio interference or it could be us picking up a phone call or something like that, but it seems like we've picked up it. It's like a statement. It sounds to me like a statement. It sounds to me, and then there's that weird, to me what sounds like a bit of a sinister laugh. It sounds like, a definitive statement. If you listened four hours ago, you'd be well aware of what we're talking about. And it it doesn't sound like a phone conversation, does it? To me, I don't know about you, but it doesn't sound like you can't hear them say, yeah, I'll give you a call in a few minutes, or yeah, I'm doing all right, thanks it's not if we, you know if I heard like yeah I'm doing all right thanks or something like that I wouldn't go oh my god that's a bit ghostly isn't it that could be the voice of the dead now obviously I think that's a bit far-fetched to say this is a voice from the dead um I think that takes a, a leap of logic there but that is sort of one theory about electronic voice phenomena there are all sorts of things on the internet where people reckon they've done recordings and they've picked up strange voices and most of the recordings that I've listened to aren't particularly clear there are some clearer ones there are some that are very ambiguous and I would Say very dodgy and circumspect, and I think there are a lot which unfortunately might be just wishful thinking. I think a lot of the time, maybe someone's lost a a loved one and they record, and there's a lot of white noise you know, they turn up the volume a lot, and a lot of it you know, you can just hear like the sound of a dripping tap and then a weird kind of noise. And they say, Well, that's saying I'm here, mummy, or something like that, which is very sad in a way, but I mean, it it may be, but it's I think that's quite sad because it's. You know, I can't hear that. I think there's an odd trick as well, though, that the brain does. That you can't hear anything until someone tells you what you should be hearing, and then you can immediately hear it. It's that weird thing, because as soon as someone says what you should be hearing, your brain then tries to hear that thing. And it goes, oh yeah, it's obvious now. So I don't want to tell you what I think it's saying. Now, if you've heard the podcast before, and you've heard me play this clip before, then you might remember what I thought the clip was saying, because I did hazard some guesses. But I've taken that out of this dollop, because because I want to find out what you think is being said. So what's being said there? Can anyone understand? So you've got this first one here. I've got I think on reflection that could be me. That could be me just making a weird noise saying something about an essay or something. Oh, got an essay. I've got an essay. I'm not sure, but I don't see why I would do that, but I might have just made some sort of weird, jokey comment or something which you can't hear, but I was speaking right into the microphone in a weird voice. I'm not sure why, but you know, that's what I'm putting that down to. So I don't know if that is a spooky voice. I just know that when I heard it, I think I dropped the recorder in absolute shock because I just wasn't expecting to hear that voice. But then that doesn't mean that the voice isn't me. I just forgot that I recorded it. It was dark, it gave me a shock when I heard it. And because of that, I then went into my flatmate's room who I was sharing with at university, we got chatting. and he was like oh well there's this weird thing where people reckon they hear the voices of the dead on recordings and we looked at that up on the internet and that's where that came from so there you've got a whole narrative built around it so if you're going to be skeptical about it then you've kind of worked out why that's happened I, I think that one might be me but I think the second one if you listened four hours ago you'd be well aware of what I we're think talking about it means about. more I think it oh. I think that's a bit more interesting because I think that is definitely something coming through. That's not from a CD. It's not like someone's queuing up a CD. Unless you recognise that from a song. If you listen four hours ago, you'd be well aware of what we're talking about. Oh. But I just want to know what you think that's saying. That voice. If you listen four hours ago, you'd be well aware of what we're talking about. Oh. Yeah, let me know. It'll be an odd one. it be interesting to hear your thoughts. Maybe we can solve this mystery. Maybe it is a dead person. Maybe you recognise the voice and you can go, My God, that's, that's a message for me. That's a message for me, and I know who it is. That's our Halloween special today. And I'm going to end now with, I'm in Suffolk right now. We're getting ready for our singing weekends and we're doing some school projects in Suffolk. And in this room here is an old, large, very large sort of ornamental guitar. It's got strings, but they're very thick strings. They're not meant to be played as such. It's just an ornamental thing. But when you do play it, I think it sounds quite spooky. So I'm going to end. I'm going to play this ornamental large guitar and I'm going to uh, try and create something a little bit spooky, a little bit Halloweeny, to say goodbye with. So thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Movie ghost, putting the ooh into groove, that's what that ghost was doing, right. Right, let's do one. It's time for a curry. <laughs> David's daily Digital Dollop. <laughs> we have a dollop, what was a dollop? Wrigley, but you have been on the dollop before. I've been on the dollop before. Becky Potter from the Fork East Festival, the organiser of the Fork East Festival. Good along evening. Along with her husband, John Potter. Oh, hello again, David. Uh, I don't know how long ago it was, but we discussed ASMR. Amongst oh, other right. things, <laughs> didn't we? That's yeah, right. that was a couple of months ago. But we also have from the band, the folk band, the Broadside Boys, we have Matt. Hello there, how are you? And we have his girlfriend, Kelly. You are a person in your own right, but <laughs> it's just for the, just for kind of. Touch of the trumps there, Sometimes. David. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had, I did grow up here a little bit early, but let's not talk about that in front of Matt. Anyway, when his back was turned, I groped him as well, his back was done, but anyway, let's not go about that. And we also have Otis as well, our friend Otis. Hello, Otis. The second most famous Otis after the aardvark, it has been said. So now that David's Digital Dollop is out, you might be the most famous Otis of all time. You may even usurp the aardvark. You've done many things to an aardvark before, but let's not talk about that. But usurping one you have not. The also... Redding's more famous than Otis, the <laughs> <laughs> Otis from Reading. I'm not sure. I know it's from Reading. Uh, i just gone down the ranks. Oh, it's Reading. Reading's coming. Yeah, third. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the Aardvark, Otis Redding, Reading and you. Uh, there we go. We also have Sean Cooney, who's just a uh, regular on the Dollop now, and Michael Hughes, of course, from the young'uns as well, and from David more aptly from David's Jelly Digital the Dollop fame, of course. <laughs> So, what we've been doing is, we've been, we're going to be doing our singing weekends in the next day or so, where we get a group of people together in a youth hostel and we do all sorts of workshops and quizzes and that kind of thing. And this weekend, we will be doing, by the time this dot goes out actually, we'll probably be doing a quiz called The Young'uns Are Acting Up, in which we try and act out films, sitcoms and songs, and people have to guess what the films, sitcoms or songs that we're acting out. So for instance, the song titles, we will be acting. Now we can't do the ones that we're going to do on the 9th, but I thought maybe we could have a go at trying to do some now, spontaneous ones, and seeing if you can guess what they are. So I'm going to start, and uh, this is a song, so it's a song title, and I'm going to act out, we're in a curry house by the way, in case you wonder what the ambience is all about, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to act out this particular song. And see, how, see how you go? <clears throat> Here we go. So it's just going to have to be me doing a, a monologue as well, so it'll be... Give a second a bit of ambience, yeah? Clink, clink, clink! <laughs> the sound of bottles every morning, as I deliver to your doll. Hello sir! No. I am here once again, the person who delivers with the bottles outside your door, but let me just let me not just provide you with the essential dairy product that you have been seeking, I have also, yes, because I was going to do some kind deeds, I was going to, milkman of, of human kindness, I was going to offer to, uh, would you like me to do any hanging? That kind of thing. So, uh, well done with me. I didn't even have to do the kindness bit. You got it, which means your prize, Mr. Cooney, is to give us one. Okay. But before you do that, (laughs) do us a little uh, acting up quiz. Yeah, uh, right. I don't know if listeners will be able to... uh Tell which body part of David, which organ of David Eagles. Steady out. on, Mr. Um He is pounding my little chest, I suppose. What, my I nipple? In, uh, uh, <laughs> a glass in my pocket. I've got one hand in my pocket. No, no. You know? Something about no, a pocket? No, no. What? an what's, organ. It's a, don't forget, yeah, you're an organ. Heart. What well, is a Heart? Heart of heart 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 heart? glass? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's yeah. putting a glass in my. Uh, I think Michael got that one, did you, Mr. Hughes? I did. Mr. Hughes, give us an acting up challenge. Guess the song from the Acting Clues. I've always been rubbish at counting. Always been rubbish at counting? I've always been rubbish at counting. I can't get past the certain number. Can you I guess? I can do one, two, three, four... This could go on for quite a while. 31! But I can't do anything else. You can't do five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. There we Steps. are! <laughs> Kelly! <laughs> Steps five, six, seven, eight. John, your turn, uh, my friend. I suppose I, when I'm driving long journeys on on sort of major roads, I have Michael's problem with numbers, but mine's not even numbers. I can only only say. You can't can't say even numbers. I can't. You can't do odds. (laughs) odds, You can't odds. I'm driving on major roads. On major roads. um, Yes, oh, so you, when you're driving on major roads you can't say you can only two do easy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, route 66 is that what it was? No, no, oh, like 68 six oh, six motorway. motorway very good, of course it was so you give us one more, dude. Yeah. you want me to do okay. one okay, oh, have you got one, my girl? go on then, you do one I fancy you, oh. I fancy you. hang on, I fancy listeners there. aren't sure you are who you're fancying is that important to the thing? There's many women he's pointing to. Oh uh, yes. This is women? You fancy all the women? It's a typical Friday or Saturday night for me, with all these women. It's a typical Friday, Kelly, with you Becky, with your woman over there, <laughs> with your woman over there. It's just, it's a double, is it, uh, it's is a double. It, Oh no, I was going to say, is it Lou Bega, Mambo Number 5? No. I'll have a bit of Tina on my knee, I'll have a bit <laughs> no. of readers what I see. No? It's a I wouldn't say that I'm passionate, David. I wouldn't say that I'm passionate. Well no, you proved that to me many times, Michael. doesn't <laughs> My how my much drink you're giving you. I wouldn't say that I'm passionate. But but he says he's there's lots and lots of different women. It's a typical Friday night. From one woman night. to the next. Weekend to the next. Woman? To the, next. To the and next. And I I've got this nickname. The reason people keep oh. coming back is because I'm not passionate but they know they can get it. Ooh. They just say, you are a womaniser, you, you are a, a womaniser, easy, easy lover, easy lover. easy lover, why is it Friday night, well no it's just because it's party night, <laughs> is he all singing of any Friday night, easy lover, okay, okay how about this, <coughs> I'm ambivalent, <laughs> yeah, Ambivalent Take it or leave it nah. Oh yes <laughs> Every time nah. Every time I adore This particular animal This sheep <laughs> Every time I adore I I'll for I'll forever, you. You. I'll forever Adore Sheep I'll forever adore sheep I was ambivalent about the cow, but oh, I'll right. forever adore sheep. So take the two things. I'll, I apostrophe L. So what would that be? No, I I'm not ap- walking down the I will. Line. I will. I will always love you. Yes, yeah. I will this is you, we didn't see the whole thing. I will always love you. I <laughs> you said that you're pressing, but it's very. I funny. will always love you, Barbara. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know how you did. Well, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back for Dollop 307 tomorrow. See you later. Yeah. Well Fiona, great news if you are still listening, if you haven't gone off in a huff after your disciplinary hearing <laughs> a few days ago, I've had an unusual interaction with a taxi driver It's a bit annoying actually because I was thinking of recording my next taxi journey and I thought I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll record it and I sort of wanted to prove the point to Fiona that not every single taxi journey that I take is unusual. You know, the, the reason it's unusual is because it's different I sort of just wanted to make that point so I thought it might be quite funny in a way to edit together a taxi journey and it would just be lots of small talk and quite long periods of silence where you can just hear the sound of the engine and I thought it would be a little bit comical and it would sort of illustrate the point of Fiona there but in the end I didn't record the uh, taxi journey and I rue the day. I do, I rue the day. It was Monday and I have considered that Monday well and truly rude as far as I'm concerned. No sooner than I got in the taxi, it was the second I shut the door, we hadn't even pulled away, I hadn't even put my seatbelt on, he just came out with, you're blind. It was very immediate. He didn't even... There was no small talk beforehand or anything like that. He just said, you're blind. And I couldn't work out if it was a question or a statement. Maybe he thought that we were playing a, a game of disability charades or something like that. And he's gone, oh, I love a game of disability charades. As we pulled away from the house, he said, yeah, you should have said. And i like, well, what do you mean I should have said? Who, who should I have said it to? He said, you should have said when you rang up. <laughs> And I was saying, well, I don't know what you mean. Why would I say anything? He goes, well, and I was like, well, I just use the automated system, which is frustrating in itself. Because when you ring up the au- the thing, it says, why not try downloading our priority booking app? Which I think is a little bit rude that you actually make a phone call to the taxi company and it tells you that your booking isn't going to be prioritised. that's a little bit cheeky why don't you try using our priority booking app and i think well because by the time i've downloaded the app it's not really going to save me any time is it by the time i've logged into the app said where i want to go why can't i just make a phone call but unfortunately we live in an age now and i've bemoaned this fact many times on the dollop where you can't just get connected straight to a person you have to speak to a machine first why not try downloading our priority booking app and it says this all the time and then it says if you want to be picked up from and it'll leave an address Pray please press one. If you want to be picked up from, please press two. And it does it. It's really slow the way it does it. It goes, if you'd like to be picked up from, there's a bit of a pause. And then another voice comes in. 49 Sutherland Avenue. I invented an address there because obviously I know that David Digital Dollop has quite a few stalkers. Uh, I just don't want lots of women round my house and that kind of thing. At the moment, there isn't a vacancy in my harem. I wouldn't bother, so 49 Sutherland Avenue is not my house or the house address of anyone that I know. I just made up an address there. I don't even know Sutherland Avenue, so please don't turn up there, otherwise there could be some like bewildered 80-year-old man going, there's loads of scantily clad women kneeling at my door. So it sort of does delay for about two seconds, and then it has this other voice which goes, 49 Sutherland Avenue please press 1. If you want to be picked up from 25 Fisher Street, press 2 and it does this and it goes through about four or five options of previous places that I've been picked up on. It's a bit of a ridiculous system, you've sort of got to be on the line for about two minutes before you can even do it and you can't even shortcut the system either. If it says your address first, because it's your home address and it knows, you can't just press one. And it'll do it you have to listen to all the other options and say please make your selection after the tone and there's like a three-second pause and eventually the tone so i think it's a little bit rude for the taxi company to firstly tell you that your booking isn't prioritized and that people using the app get priority booking and then make you wait for five minutes listening to a bloody machine before you can even book the taxi and then if your address isn't on the list you've got to wait for an operator so it then says at the end if you don't want any of these options please wait And we'll collect you to an operator. And you've got to wait until they've connected you to an operator. Absolutely ridiculous. So I explained to the taxi driver that the reason I didn't say anything to anyone was because I didn't speak to anybody. I used the bloody automated system that you have to use. And, you know, the next thing I wanted is, have you got a disability? If you have a disability, please press 1. So I press 1. Boop. If you have autism, please press 1. If you have multiple scleros, sclero, sclerosis, I think there's a problem with the machine. Dodgy programming. Please press two for leprosy plus three. You know, I could be stood there for absolutely ages. You know, for all I know, blindness might be option 14 or something. So I said, that's the reason I didn't say it, but I said, I don't know, why, why would I say something anyway? He said, well, you're, you're, you might get priority. And I'm like, priority? What, is this some sort of weird rule that if you download the app, you'll get priority? If you're blind, you get priority? I think this taxi company of you know, really need to sort out the way that they prioritise things. Like, why would I get a taxi first? If I say I want to get a taxi and they say, well, it'll be half an hour, sir, and I go, oh, I should probably mention that I'm blind. Sorry, sir, we'll be, we'll be there in 30 seconds. We could break the speed limit for you. We don't even mind paying the speeding fine so he was quite a strange driver and then he just asked me a litany of questions about blindness why haven't you got a guide dog so i tried to explain but he seemed quite adamant that i should have a dog oh you should have a dog i've seen them they're absolutely brilliant you should have a dog mate i'm like no no i don't it's just not practical for me to have a dog i do a lot of traveling they they come with you that's the idea they come with you i'm like i know they they come with you, but I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, it's not practical because I do a lot of travelling stuff with gigs and that kind of thing. And can you I mean, can you imagine, I've talked about the young'un's van before, you know, trying to squeeze three of us in a van, in our tiny van. is ridiculous enough in itself without a bloody dog in there as well. The other thing with guide dogs as well is that the great thing about using a cane is that when I've finished using it, I can just fold it up and put it in my bag. You can't really do that with a dog. Trust me, I've tried. The RSPCA were absolutely livid and it cost an absolute fortune getting my bag cleaned. I mean, I might consider getting a guide dog if I could just fold it up and stick it in my bag when I don't want it and it'll just keep quiet. But I don't think that's really going to happen unless guide dogs have some initiative where they start breeding Labradors with David Blaine. So it's got the staying power to just fold up and be in a bag for hours on end without food or water or needing to go to the toilet. And then in the background, I could hear the most weird song that the taxi driver was listening to. It was like he was listening to I don't know what music for babies. All the way through, it was just going "Goochie, goochie, goo, goochie, goo, goochie, goochie, goo, goochie, Gucci goo, go go, goochie, goo, goochie, goochie, go goo." Go <laughs> <laughs> sort of an American rapper doing the rapping but he was saying Gucci Gucci Goo and I was like are we listening to some weird hip-hop baby album or something but apparently according to the taxi driver it was Justin Timberlake and I've uh, I've found out the song I've listened to the song since it doesn't sound as bad but it essentially does go on about Gucci Gucci Goo I'm not quite sure what he's talking about I haven't really studied the song and we'll end with a little bit of this weird Justin Timberlake song going Gucci, Gucci, goo, which I was listening to in the taxi and getting rather distracted with, thinking, what the bloody hell is he listening to? Like, something like, listening to some weird album, like Hip Hop for Babies. But I think there's something to be said for Hip Hop for Babies. Bar Bar Black Sheep? It could be a song about the mistreatment of black sheep. Kind of like N.W.A. for sheep, talking about maybe how the farmers mishandle the black sheeps in comparison to the white sheeps, and how the white sheep get preferential treatment. Hickory Dickory Dr. Dre, maybe you could have. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you'd have Ding Dong Bell, Pussy in the Well. A bit too adult, maybe, for the baby hip-hop album. Blinger uh, Blinger Roses. Oh, yes. Come on, check me out. This is extra now. This wasn't even what I was planning on talking about. Any other ideas for hip-hop nursery rhymes? Get in touch. And now I'm going to leave you with a bit of this weird Justin Timberlake song. Kill me with that me that David's daily digital dollop dollop three hundred and eight and what a dollop this is going to be. This could potentially be the last ever dollop. I may not survive this dollop. The reason for that is because I am walking to the shops and I went to get my cane and I realise I've left it in the young'uns van and I really don't like walking without the cane because the thing is as soon as you've got a cane and you do something a bit different like walk into someone, you know walk in front of a car or just whatever or if you ask someone for directions or ask for someone for help for something instantly they know what's going on but when you haven't got a cane they just sort of well I was gonna say they look at you a bit weirdly but I'm not sure about that but I assume they look at you a bit weirdly but often they'll say stuff like well it's over there mate and they'll just point I'll go, what the bloody hell are you doing and also to make matters even worse there are roadworks going on major roadworks going on outside my house well you can hear it now that's outside my house as soon as I open the door that's gonna get a lot louder and there's so much of tarmac being sprayed all over the place it's, it'll be hard enough going out with a cane and getting past all these things. But doing it without a cane is just going to be absolutely ridiculous. I'm probably going to get loads of workmen shouting at me and swearing at me and stuff. Then I've got to cross quite a few busy main roads. It's going to be... I mean, I'm building this up. It'll probably be absolutely fine. Wish me luck, people. Go on, then. I know you you do this from time to time, you assume just because I can't hear you, that you can just get away with just, when I say wish me luck, not actually wishing me luck, but I, you know, I I know you didn't even do it there. Well, thank you very much. I could die, and you can't even be bothered to mentally wish me luck. I'm not even asking you to say it out loud, I'm just asking you to do it, you're going to do it internally in your head. Thank you, that's better. It would be quite weird if I did die, and this is the recording that survived. I'd like to think, though, that someone would put the dollop out if, uh, I mean, they don't know the password. I should leave password information with someone, just in case, and then this can be uploaded as my final dollop. So then it would add an extra level of jeopardy. Right, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna text someone the password now. So if you're listening to this, you're thinking, oh, well, David's obviously not dead. You know, he's building this up here. But you know, it's a bit pointless because we know he doesn't die. But actually, I've messaged someone the password so they know the information now for the website. They can upload this in the event that I do die. And I would also like it if they wouldn't tell anybody in advance. You know, it'd be nice if they could keep it quiet until the dollops released. I'm sure my dad wouldn't mind. He listens to the dollops and you know. So this is for you, dad instructed my friends not to tell you in advance. So uh, keep listening to this one, he does listen from time to time. I can imagine him probably getting a little bit bored, you know, a couple of minutes ago there, getting a little bit bored, thinking, ah, it's not one of the better ones. Well, if you want to find out whether your son's still alive, uh, just keep listening if I were you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is going to be crazy. Absolutely no idea how uh, I'm going to get out of this. So there are cranes and vehicles all over the place. It's now something heading towards me. Yeah, I'm nice to get to that. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll explain who that person was in a second, providing that I manage to survive for those seconds, as I'm now walking past yet another vehicle of some sort. Just spray tar back in my face. <clears throat> okay. I'm now turning off the road. Now, this is going to be very tricky, this next bit, ladies and gentlemen. This next bit, I've now got to cross a road and I can't hear where the cars are coming and I rely on my hearing to know when cars are coming but obviously I can't do that because the noise from the whatever the vehicles are called that spray tarmac all over the place is too loud, so I'm, I'm crossing my god, I've crossed I've never known that road be so... Actually, I've just only thought maybe the... No, no, no. I was gonna say maybe the reason there was no cars coming is because that road's blocked off, but it isn't. There's loads of cars coming now. I've never known that road so quiet. My goodness. I've got luck on my side. I might actually survive this. Honestly, I have never known. You can hear how many cars are coming through now. I have never known that bit of road be so quiet. That person, who you may have heard, who spoke to me and we just walked past each other, who we weren't really able to have a conversation because the vehicles are so loud and we were being sprayed in the face with tarmac. I <laughs> think It's not really conducive to a conversation. When I moved to Sheffield last April, April 2015, I mean, a few months after I moved in, I was just turning onto my street when a woman came up to me and went, oh my God, it's David from the Youngens. Unbelievable. What a surprise to see you here. And obviously, I didn't know who she was, but she'd seen us at gigs and stuff. And she Oh, I'm a really big fan. Absolutely brilliant. Good to see you here. Oh, I mean, I've, we were just on your website earlier today. In fact, uh, yeah, we bought tickets to come and see you in Sheffield. Oh, this is unbelievable. My husband's not going to believe this. He's an absolute massive fan. Oh, this is incredible. Anyway, I mean, we had a bit of a conversation and I said, Oh, well, I'll see you in a few months for the uh, Sheffield gig. She said, Yeah, yeah, all right. See you later. Great to meet you. you know, it's really exciting. Oh, uh, you know, I'll tell my husband all about this up and I was like yeah yeah all right see you later bye we start walking and we both start walking in the same direction so we're just having a bit more of a chat you know oh yeah it's great great." and then I turn onto my street and she turns onto the street as well and I'm thinking right this is getting a bit weird now because my street is a dead end and we just kept both walking getting further and further into the street getting closer and closer to the dead end and then we've all sort of stopped at the same time and uh, said right well I live over here and uh, pointed to the left and said yep I live over here and pointed to the right so we essentially lived over the road from each other and then she was like this is unbelievably exciting I live over the road from David from the Youngins," <laughs> and I was thinking oh no like he was really nice but I was like, you know, she sounded really excited about meeting me I and mean, it's nice to, you know, I don't know, it's nice to meet people and, and, and that kind of thing. And she's like, this is incredibly exciting, I can't wait to tell my husband, oh, this is, we're, we're really big fans, you know, and it's nice to have that conversation, but then be able to walk off. The fact that you're living over the road is, you know, oh, brilliant, you know, well, uh, this is really exciting, this. <laughs> and then I said as a joke, oh, well, there you go, now you know that uh, the uh, value of your house has just gone up, eh? As <laughs> it absolutely. I'm not sure if she took it as a joke, I thought I was maybe being serious, so I have a super fan living next door, but actually she's been absolutely fine, she's not a, a stalker or anything like that. Okay, well, I've decided I'm going to split this dollop into two parts. Now, you might have realised that I'm now back home, therefore have survived the recording of this. I think you can probably work that out based on the fact that all the cars have gone. Or, is that the case? Or am I talking to you from the afterlife? Maybe I have developed some special technology and I've managed to work out how to do that electronic voice phenomena thing. And I'm now talking to you through... And you think, where's the crackle? Where's all the like the radio hiss and that kind of thing? There isn't any. I've completely mar- so yeah, tune in tomorrow and I'll tell you the formula. Yeah, I've broken down the barriers between the living and the dead. So that might be the case. For all you know, I might not have survived it. So that's something to look forward to tomorrow to find out whether I am talking to you from the afterlife or whether I am actually back home in my bedroom now. But I thought I would split this into two parts because it's already gone on for about seven minutes and we're only halfway through and I've got quite a lot going on in the next few weeks. I'm really busy and if I keep doing 15 minute dollops, that's going to be absolutely ridiculous, especially when I could split them into two parts. And I don't really think you could accuse me of short changing you by doing seven minutes every single day i think seven minutes a day is still pretty good so tomorrow you can look forward to as well as discovering whether i'm in the afterlife or in my bedroom you can look forward to finding out how i got on at sainsbury's also the person i ended up getting helping me at sainsbury's was a little bit odd so there's an unusual interaction fiona so you'll enjoy that and, and you'll actually get to hear the unusual interaction as well my god fiona can't wait I mean, she's going to be a sleepless night for Fiona tonight. She's going to keep refreshing the computer. Come on, come on! And as well as that, we have a new feature as well. We're coming up to dollop three hundred and nine, but I'm not resting on my laurels. We're still moving forward, evolving, pioneering, coming up with new features. So you can look forward to that tomorrow. I'll be back then for dollop three hundred and nine. Until then, from me, David Eagle. Goodbye. Right, Jesus, sorry about that. I just had to do the dollop. Uh, you were giving me the guided tour of heaven. Uh, so where were we? Oh, hang on a minute. I'd better make sure I stop recording this. We don't wanna we don't wanna break the suspense. David's Daily Digital Dollop, dollop 309. So yesterday we left you with a bit of a cliffhanger. And was I alive or dead? We've done this before. You might be thinking this is the boy who cried wolf. You might be thinking, yeah, yeah, we've you've done this whole are like, you dead or alive thing a few times now, David. we know what the deal is. Well might be where you're wrong on this occasion and uh, some people might be thinking but you're talking to us well this could be a pre-recorded message couldn't it this could be something that I've already planned I've uh, <laughs> put out there before or it could be that I have learned to communicate from beyond maybe we've talked before on the uh, dollops about electronic voice phenomena, on the subject of which I still am waiting for your comments about what you think this voice is if you listened four hours ago you'd be well aware of what we're talking about <laughs> oh. but we'll talk about that maybe in tomorrow's dollop uh, but right now we're on a bit of an adventure on the way to Sainsbury's now the reason that I said I may not have survived yesterday's dollop was because I didn't have my cane with me I'd left it in the young'un's van and I had to make a rather perilous journey to Sainsbury's it wouldn't normally be a particularly perilous journey but there were roadworks going on outside my house I was being sprayed in the face with tarmac there were cranes swinging in my face <laughs> and all sorts of things going on well I'm going to keep you in suspense a little bit longer about whether I'm dead or alive all I'm going to say is i did manage to survive the journey there and then I went to Sainsbury's and I decided to play a rather exciting game with you all so uh, you know you might want to get yourself a piece of paper or make some notes on your phone here and you can join in with this exciting feature now we've of course brought you many exciting features on the dollops in the past such as where is my sponge Uh, what am I washing all sorts of exciting features (laughs) I mean I've trying to think of others. I can only think of two. I'm sure that there are many others that are springing to your minds right now. It's difficult to remember things in the afterlife. My thoughts are kind of dissipating. That's the weird thing about when you die. Your memories start sort of disappearing and stuff as you reattach with your other selves, you see. It turns out that reincarnation is all true, so I'm sort of reconnecting with my soul. So there's all sorts of weird stuff that's going on at the moment. To be honest, I'm doing quite well keeping up the dollops while my notion of ego is being ripped from me and I am essentially joining my soul and all, the, and sort of coming into contact with all the various lives that I've lived in the past. It's um, all a bit confusing at the moment, but I'm ever the professional, I will continue. Now, am I, am I pretending again to be dead? Am I actually dead? You have to wait a little bit longer to find that out. That might have just been a joke, it might have not been, who knows? But anyway, there's an exciting feature coming up and also a rather unusual interaction, which Fiona will be very happy about, with the person who helps me at Sainsbury's. So so that's what's coming up, I will interrupt in the next couple of minutes and talk you through my Sainsbury's experience. But first, back to what I recorded yesterday. Now, a little bit of a game for you here. See if you can guess what I am going to cook tonight based on the food that I buy. In our feature, Hey Unable To Be Looking, what you're going to be cooking. Because obviously I'm unable to be looking because I can't see. and. I'm going to be cooking, so no. <laughs> it's a brilliant feature title there. Can you guess what I'll be cooking based on what I order? Now, there will be a few things that aren't in there, but I think you'll work out which of the things that aren't part of the meal and which of the things aren't. I'm going to give you an extra clue. I already have cardamom pods, curry powder and rice. OK, here we go. Oh, perfect timing. Just as I walked through the door, it said, Welcome to Sainsbury's, Perfect timing. It's almost like the whole thing is scripted. It's almost like I'm not even in Sainsbury's, I'm just using a sort of a sound effect CD or something. Hey, uh, how is you? Yeah, thank you. Hi We've got Patrick to help you. Oh, Patrick. to right. come round with you. <laughs> Hello. Okay. All right, right then, my friend. We are looking for some blueberries. Set blueberries. Yeah. Here, just here, blueberries. How much would you like? Oh, I don't know. Well, I might as well do a large, one, I suppose. Whatever that small is. Pack. I've oh, got 150 in. grams. Okay, Well, I'll do, it. I'll just get 150, I'll be fine, actually. Yeah. So at this point, Patrick is helping me, but he kind of gets off to a rather odd start. Here, he says, Would you like a small or a large pack? And I clearly say, Surely this is clear, I say, I might as well have a large pack, I suppose. And then he goes, A small pack. Well, I might as well do a large one, I suppose. Whatever that is. So we then go looking for Muesli. We've had to find Muesli, me and Patrick, and it takes us about 10 minutes. Muesli. What? Muesli. So, you know the cereal? The oh, muesli. yeah, yeah. I think they choose here, I believe. Okay. <coughs> no, I'm wrong. Next place like Alright. They'll be just here. Uh, not here, not here. Out. Let me just find. Okay. We're now six minutes into trying to find Muesli and still no luck. This is granola ah, here. Here we go, a couple of minutes later. There should be somewhere here. This is a family master, so I'll be Chris Day, then please contact me. Job, back here. Should be somewhere here. Somewhere here. Yeah. Great. So then Patrick goes and gets someone else to help. I don't think he's been trained on how to sell products, particularly this man, because he says to me, do you just want the bog standard muesli, mate? The bog standard muesli? I mean, oh yeah, you've made it sound so appetising Now I love the bog standard muesli, yeah. So, is it just a bog standard fruit muesli, do you ask That's probably the same bloke before, who said to me, this is a few months ago now, but i talked about it on the dollop, when I asked for muesli, he said, right, well, there's loads of different mueslies here, but I assume you want the cheapest one, yeah? I was like, well, thank you very much, my friend. I'm not sure why you would jump to a conclusion like that. What is it with me and muesli? Why do people think that I want the cheapest muesli? What am I giving off? Is that what people think of me? You know, people see me the first time, is that what they think? Oh, this is a man who eats cheap muesli. Well, I'll have you know that I like the fruit and nut muesli. I like to have nuts in my muesli. Hey, don't judge me for it. What I like to do with my muesli is my own business, thank you very much. I like to put me nuts in the muesli, sprinkle a bit of almond milk over the top. Lovely. Nut milk. Nut milk. Yep. <laughs> so at this point, we, I flummox him even more because I say I'd like to get some nut milk. So he says, nut milk? He's never heard of nut milk before. So nut milk confused him, but fortunately we managed to get that because it was right next to the normal milk. What else were tomatoes? Tomatoes. What would you like them for? So this is a bit strange. Now he starts asking me questions about why I want tomatoes. What do you want them for? What would you like them for? You know, I'm sorry, we can't just sell tomatoes to people willy nilly. There has to be, uh, you know, we've heard what you like to do with your muesli, sticking your nuts in them. Putting almond milk over the top. We, we know, we're not having this. We're not fair enough. You can do whatever you want with the muesli. But tomatoes, we will not have tomatoes. What are your intentions with these tomatoes then, eh? He starts asking me questions about tomatoes. I've absolutely no idea why he wants to know. I don't know if he's making small talk. Anyway, we managed to get tomatoes, no problem. Once I've convinced him that my intentions are purely honourable. And then some smoked haddock. And What's then a smoked haddock? The fish. Oh, yes, yeah, fish. He's never heard of haddock before. <laughs> How do you find yourself working in a supermarket and you've never heard of haddock? So, what bacon would you like? Is that a smoked one or? Smoked one? Um, no, just, just normal be fine. Ben, can you get me some bacon, please? What kind of bacon do Smoked bacon, small Smoke pack of bacon. So, he asks me whether I want smoked or unsmoked. I said normal. Now, I would have said that normal. Maybe I should have said unsmoked, but I think normal means unsmoked, doesn't it? Anyway, he then says, Ben, can you get me some bacon, please? What kind of smoked bacon, smoked pack of bacon. Smoked bacon. (laughs) So that was Patrick. Anyways, it was a bit of an odd shopping experience. It took absolutely ages. So there you go. Anyway, think about what I've got in that shop and see if you can work out what I am planning on cooking tonight. I already said I had cardamom pods, rice and curry powder. I bought lemons, I bought chilli, I bought smoked haddock, I bought onion, I bought eggs. What am I making? Send your suggestions to me and we shall reveal tomorrow on our exciting feature... And I'm not dead, by the way. I just wanted to tell you that, because I know you'll be worrying. It's not fair to keep you worrying. I'm still alive. Or at least I am now. Will I be alive tomorrow? (laughs) Tune in to find out.